Make sure that you are genuinely feeling pulled to do it. You're not doing it because you think you need to do it. You're not doing it because other people want to do it. You're not doing it because you think it's going to heal or cure you or fix you because there's no fixing. Um, And you genuinely have like a soul pull to experience this and you go into it with intention and with an open heart and an open mind and ready to surrender and fully just surrender to the experience. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth, because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Inspiration Rising. Can you believe this? Episode 190. Yeah, started this podcast a couple of years ago and we're getting up to 200. One day, we will make it, I promise. Hey, today, I have got quite the conversation for you, all right? I have a couple of friends who have been sharing with me their experience with plant medicine. Okay, we're not talking about herbal supplements here, okay? We're not talking about go down and ground up some some Chinese leaves and put them in a capsule and no, 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 no. We're talking about psychedelics, Yes, yes. Now, don't be thinking like, hey, these are people going out and getting drunk and taking mushrooms. Nope, nope. This is a very sacred experience. And I have heard multiple stories from friends of their experiences, and it has blown my mind. It is not something that I have partaken in yet, but I was so honored to be able to have a Well, a deep dive conversation and a very, well, it was just very like heartfelt and authentic and I don't even know how to describe it other than it was just so much heart shared by Stephanie Bellinger. Stephanie is the founder of Spiritual Boss Babe, one of the largest online communities and podcasts serving tens of thousands of spiritual entrepreneurial women around the world. She's a spiritual mindset and transformation coach. You know, I don't know why, but I'm just going to tell you that over the last 190 episodes, you start to have certain people that you just kind of feel more connected to and you kind of vibe with. And I have been very surprised that the people that I am most kind of attracted to, not in a wacky way, right? Just attracted in like their vibe, their energy, what they're doing, have been people like Stephanie that are spiritual entrepreneurs, okay? People that infuse spirituality into business, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they're infusing business into spirituality. I don't know. But they don't assume that things are separated. They really take a holistic approach to life, integrating their spirituality and their entrepreneurism. And I really like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Stephanie, of course, when I had the opportunity to talk to her, 
she actually had interviewed me on her podcast, and we started going down this road of uh, psychedelics and plant medicine kind of after our conversation. And I thought, oh my goodness, if I could just possibly get her to share about her experience, this would blow your mind. Now, if you've already been aware of uh, plant medicine and maybe you've had experiences with it, this may not blow your mind. Okay. But if you have not taken a psychedelic healing journey in your life, I'm going to tell you that what Stephanie shares right here will open your mind and possibly blow your mind on what the possibilities are for experiencing quantum leaps, for experiencing healing breakthroughs in not only your life, but in your business. So I'm so honored that she would be willing to trust me and you with her story. So I'm so excited to jump in. Hey, before we do, though, I do want to encourage you. Will you spread the word about Inspiration Rising? You know, that's one of the main ways that people find out about our podcast. And we spend so much time and energy and even finances investing in creating a high-quality show with amazing, amazing female entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe. And so if you like what you hear, will you tell a friend, take a snapshot of your phone of the, you know, the podcast graphic, send them that via text and say, hey, open up your podcast app and search and subscribe to Inspiration Rising. I believe they will thank you for it. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Stephanie Bellinger. Uh, Stephanie, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me here, David. I'm excited. Well, we had a chance to talk uh, a few days ago, and we were talking through some different experiences that we've had. And one of the things that you shared with me was this whole concept of plant medicine, which is, I think, kind of code word, you know, in, uh, I think it's like a code word. I'm like, the first time I heard it, you know, several months ago, I was like, huh, plant medicine? What are we talking about here? So <laughs> maybe tell us when and how did you first experience plant medicine? Sure. Um, well, for those who might be unfamiliar with plant medicine, um, what I'm going to be talking about is my experience with uh, essentially psychedelics used for expansion of consciousness and healing. Um, and this has been a huge, huge part of my journey. I started, I got into it in maybe like six and a half years ago when I was going through this phase of my journey where I felt like I was in a ma major transitional phase. I had my personal training business uh, was kind of like phasing out of that and feeling pulled to do something different or something more. And I was doing a lot of growth before that. And I felt like there was this part of me who still was like left behind and not catching up to where I was going. And uh, a friend of mine shared about uh, ayahuasca in particular with me. And I was hesitant at first because, you know, it sounds kind of crazy to take this stuff and puke if you need to and have this psychedelic journey experience and all these things. So I was hesitant at first. Um, had you had any experience with any non-prescription drugs? Yeah. Prior? So, um, well... Bef like years before that, like back in like 2007, 
I didn't do any psychedelics before that, but I had experience with like MDMA, um, but it was in a um, nightlife kind of uh, place. It wasn't done like with intention. Um, So, and I've had experience with other things that were not really functional, but I didn't have an experience with psychedelics. So I was really nervous, but I had an open mind. So I decided to try it out. And that night, the first journey I experienced in 2015, I think it was like April, maybe 2015 or 14. I don't know, but it was so powerful that I started connecting all these dots on my whole journey leading up to that point where it was like all the timelines converged and I just was like, oh, wow, this makes so much sense. I totally understand now everything that I experienced growing up makes so much sense. All of these times I doubted myself when spirit was assisting me were definitely like real and legit. And I just went on this journey of healing and expanding and guiding other people on the path if they choose to. And it actually inspired my whole business, to be honest with you. (laughs) My whole business now has been inspired by psychedelics. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. So there are different types of plant medicine. You mentioned ayahuasca. What are the other more common, you know, plant medicines that you have either experienced or that you know of? Um, mushrooms, uh, psilocybin, magic mushrooms are really, really powerful. They're actually my favorite. And is there a difference between psilocybin and mushrooms? No, it's the same thing. Like psilocybin, magic mushrooms. So, um, but I've also had experience with 5-MeO DMT, um, regular DMT, uh, combo frog. It's the frog poison that uh, is like a, basically a, 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 a huge detox for your system energetically and physically. Um, I've also had experience with Wachuma, which is also known as San Pedro, which is a cactus. It's in the same family as peyote. Um, and they're all very different. I have had many different experiences with uh, those things and it's completely expanded my consciousness and helped me connect to the larger part of myself in a way that I didn't always know was possible. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that for sure, but help us understand the difference between these different yeah. substances. So ayahuasca is essentially, it's a brew and it's like you, you drink it out of this little shot glass, this little cup. Um, and it's, it really for that you it has a purgative effect. So for that, when you ingest it, there's a purge that happens, and then you go on this journey, this trip, essentially, where you're basically being guided through a lot of different things. Now the experience is different for everyone, um, and it's yeah, it's different for everyone, and it's different every time. So you're basically taken on this journey, and there are, there are messages that come through or there are parts of your unconscious mind that are able to communicate more clearly and you end up having all of these realizations or letting go of old stories or beliefs or healing things from your family, your lineage. Um, and uh, it lasts about maybe six hours. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, a long experience. And did, are you, uh, I've heard that's more of an intense kind of dark, like perhaps dark experience. Uh, 
Um, it can be, it, it can be, but that's also to relative to what someone considers as a dark experience and also to whether they are not surrendering to the experience. It can be more challenging. The key is always to surrender. And uh, that's what some people struggle with, where the ego wants to hold on and control the, the experience. Mm-hmm. But with ayahuasca, there's no controlling you you've got to surrender and if you try to control then it can be a little bit more challenging now um mushrooms on the other hand in my experience are more gentle and easier to navigate well depending on the dose of course and i've had many amazing experiences with mushrooms as well um it's there's i you normally don't purge on mushrooms but there's always a possibility if something needs to come out energetically or physically. Um, but in my experience, the mushrooms is a more gentle um, journey, which again, does similar things as helping you heal um, old belief systems, old stories, trauma from your past, trauma from your lineage, um, you know, a lot of people get like really uh, powerful downloads or assistance from other beings or spirit guides. Um, yeah, it's more gentle and it usually lasts a little shorter than ayahuasca. Maybe like, well, it depends. It really depends like how much the person's doing and whatever. So um, yeah, it's much easier. I recommend that for like people who are just getting into it. But again, it's what your soul is pulling you to do. Mm-hmm. Now, how, much, how is this a different? Go ahead. I apologize. Keep going. No, I was going to just explain some of the other ones. Um, DMT is a, and I'm not like an expert on explaining exactly what the what it is, but um, <laughs> so DMT is something you smoke actually, and it's uh, it it <laughs> as soon as you smoke it, it completely you you leave and go into the matrix and the, not the matrix, you leave and go into all that is like, you just, uh, just shoot off and all there's all of these um, geometries and energy. And it's kind of like you're in this maze of like a kaleidoscope and you just become it. And in that place, um, again, there are downloads that come in. There is uh, there's like, it's just a vibrational frequency shift um, because of being in that energy. Um, the experience for that is like 15 minutes, not very long. Um, and sometimes people don't always remember exactly what happened or they don't, they can't fully explain it. However, going forward, there might be, you know, a shift, there will be shift in the way they think, or there will be ideas that come in, or, you know, something happens in their reality that reflects the shift, um, in my experience of it. Um, and then Wachuma, San Pedro is the cactus. Another thing that you drink, it's really disgusting in my opinion. (laughs) And that is more like grounded. So you don't actually go, you, it's more in your body. And you, people usually don't um, hallucinate on that. It's more like about being in your body and integration and teaching your body how to like, you know, um, embody these shifts and these new realizations and uh, what have you. And so that's another really powerful, powerful medicine. 
Okay. Now, I've also seen people uh, talking about, is it cacao? Cacao? Oh, cacao. Yeah. It's like a heart. They call it a heart opener. Heart opener. Right? Yeah. 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 I love ceremonial cacao. Now, I mean, ceremonial cacao is different than like your normal cacao. It's essentially like raw, raw chocolate. Um, and it can have a bitter taste. The best, <laughs> best cacao that I love to use comes from Guatemala, my favorite freaking place on the planet. Um, and that is a heart opener. So that is something that um, it's not a psychedelic. It doesn't, you know, do anything like that. You can get some now and create like a morning ritual out of it. But cacao opens your heart and inspires creativity, embodiment, flow, movement. Um, so the way that I like to use that is sometimes in the mornings, I'll make some cacao and I'll um, have an intention and I'll set my morning ritual up and I'll do some movement, like maybe some just dancing and flowing or maybe something with my voice where I'll sing or vocalize something. Um, and it really just brings you to the present moment and you feel more connected to yourself and everything. And breath work is really cool to do on cacao as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you've just blown my mind with all these things, which I, I think we should probably say at this point are illegal substances. A am I correct in that? Yeah. Uh, well, most of them. Cacao is not. Um, mushrooms is being decriminalized in several states now. So um, there's a big shift that's happening on the planet. And yes, and most of them are normally done in other countries, in the Amazon, in Peru, Guatemala, Costa Rica. Um, but they actually... Um, are starting to decriminalize and share a lot more studies. There's tons of studies out there um, specifically on mushrooms and even MDMA on how they can uh, help people heal and expand and, and assist them in, in so many ways if done in the right set and setting. And of course, uh, with someone who knows what they're doing in facilitating the experience. Mm -hmm. So take us into an actual plant medicine journey and like kind of walk us through like from Step one, I kind of have a desire to do something like this to like, do I look this up on Craigslist? Like what, a, you know, like take me through the whole journey. The whole journey of yeah. get like getting into it or the whole journey, like the actual experience of Both. mine. Both. Like how would I, you know, connect with someone and then what is the actual experience? Let's just say psilocybin for example, for example. Okay. Well, um, I would say start with an intention and that's where you start with everything, you know, especially when you want to try something like that. Um, I think that a lot of it is, I mean, I would research it. Uh, also, you know, there are, if you know anyone in the field of this kind of work, perhaps they would know someone that is trustworthy to refer you to so that you can have a safe space um, and a safe container to have your first experience. I would never recommend doing this alone, especially if you're new to it. And also a side note, this is, it's not like this is like the cure, the end all be all you need to do this or else blah, blah, blah. You know, people can have the same um, type of transformation and growth without the plant stuff. However, it is really, really powerful and can 
facilitate radical shifts. So I would research it or talk to someone, you know, um, maybe who's in this realm of work, see if they can refer you to someone and also make sure that you are genuinely feeling pulled to do it. You're not doing it because you think you need to do it. You're not doing it because other people want to do it. You're not doing it because you think it's going to heal or cure you or fix you because there's no fixing. Um, and you genuinely have like a soul pull to experience this and you go into it with intention and with an open heart and an open mind and ready to surrender and fully just surrender to the experience and treat it as a sacred uh, journey for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that is most uh, pronounced to me in talking about this, that it is some sort of a sacred journey, not a recreational experience. It's very, very, very sacred in my and for me and, you know, for other people, maybe they don't have it in <laughs> as high of a regard. Um, but I treat it in, in such a sacred way that where I, I don't always talk about it. Um, I love like I love sharing my journey with it. I love guiding people, you know, to learning about it through my experiences. Um, it's also part of that sacredness for me. Um, for me specifically, is sharing it in a way where it it's it's through my experience. It's not like, oh, you need to do this. I'm doing all of these things, all these plant medicine journeys, and this is all the the breakthroughs and all. You know, I'm I, I'm I am intentional with like the way that I share it, how much I share it, and all that. And that has to do with like the sacredness of it too. Because I see a lot of I I do see people that they start getting into it. And they're really excited, of course, because it's transformational. And then they just start sharing it, sharing it, sharing it from this place of like trying to get everyone to do it. And it's really, yeah. And I like, Hey, I'm all about it. Like, and it's like, you gotta do what's best for you, you know? Okay. So now I found someone, AKA a shaman who's going to help me have this experience uh, what is that general experience like? Am I going into a dark room? Is this like, well, it depends like what kind of experience, like every facilitator or shaman works differently. There've been groups that I've um, done like traditional Shipibo, uh, ayahuasca, which is like how they do it in, in most of Peru, um, with the Shipibo tribe. And with those type of ceremonies, it is so it's like pitch black. There's one candle lit and um, that's it. And everyone has like their little mat or bed, like in a circle. Um, everyone has a, a puke bucket next to them. And you go up to the person who's serving, you say a little prayer and then you drink it. And then you give them the cup back and then you go back to your bed. Then you kind of just surrender into it wait for the purge if it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't always purge when I've done ayahuasca, traditional ayahuasca. Um, And then you just lie in your space and go within, close your eyes and go on your journey. And most of the time there will be the, the shaman or their assistants that are helping them will come and sing uh, songs or ikaros they're called that actually help move the energy of the medicine. And actually also the ikaros that they sing um, 
facilitate the purge for whatever reason, sometimes the, the things that they sing in ayahuasca journeys in particular speaks to the medicine. Cause there's actually, it's ayahuasca's the, known as the grandmother spirit. And a lot of people refer to her as she. And um, so these Icaros speak to the medicine and really inspire purges in people if needed um, and many other things and just, and, and, and help with the journey and, and the things that come up in the person's experience. Um, and like I said, that lasts about six hours and then you uh, basically fall asleep and you wake up the next day and you integrate. But for other experiences I've had, um, it's more, um, I guess the word can be modern. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but it's like you, you get in a circle, you share your intentions. Everyone has their intention for the, um, the work. And then what are some you are examples of intentions, but just as a side note, like, so for me. my first, I'll take you into my first experience. So my first experience, my intention was to, or actually I'll take you into the one where I opened my light language. That's a good one. That was a recent, um, my intention that night was to just lift any old grief from my system, um, emotionally and physically, and to, uh, to find my spark again, because I was feeling like really depressed and a lot of things were coming up for me. And so that was my intention that night. And so I got there, we shared our intentions and, um, is it cool if I take you into that journey? Of course. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, I shared my intention and, and let's, let me rewind for a second before this particular experience that I'm about to share. I was like, I was going through it. All this stuff was coming up. I was, and I woke up from a dream that night. I don't even remember what the dream was the night before I woke up from a dream and I was just crying and crying and crying and like crying, like as if someone just died, like I was crying. I couldn't go back to sleep. I woke up at four in the morning. I was crying all day and I knew that this was coming up because I had a journey that night. And so, you know, when I got to the, um, the place, uh, I was kind of like a hot mess. And then I shared that intention and then he served the medicine and I went into my experience, just lied down. And, um, the facilitator, uh, said, before the experience, I'll come around um, if you need any assistance or if you want to work through any of that later. And so I went into my journey and I was having all of these like conversations in my mind, but with people in my real life. And it was as if I was working with them in another dimension to work through some of the stuff that was coming up for me. And honestly, because of that, it created a lot of shifts in my real life, mm. um, which is not the first time that has happened. And you can do that actually on your own too, without the medicine, just side note, um, have conversations with people in your mind, <laughs> lovingly conversations. So that was the first part of my journey. And then I was getting a lot done through these conversations and realizations were coming. And um, then the facilitator came by later on and he said, how are you doing? Do you want to work through anything? And I was like, I'm good. You know, I'm kind of just having conversations with people in my mind. And then all of a sudden I just started like crying 
I guess because I felt safe and I needed so I wanted someone to witness me in what I had to release. Mm. I didn't really want to do it on my own. Um, because there's power in having someone witness you in all of your pain. Mm. You know? So I started crying and then he just sat there and was just encouraging me, like, you're doing awesome. And then my cry turned into a belting wail and a guttural like outpour of the most intense, excruciating, like emotional pain I've ever, and bliss that I've ever felt in my entire life. It literally felt like I was crying for everyone in the world. Like for every time, every time I felt not good enough, every time I was abused, every time, you know, I didn't feel lovable, every time my whole lineage and the the women in my lineage and in the world. And this cry was so powerful and profound. I can't even explain it. It was, it didn't even sound like it was coming from my body. Hmm. This cry was coming from so deep, like, on a cellular level that I literally felt, I literally felt all of this grief lifting from my body. I literally felt it being pulled out of my tissues from the vibration of my voice, because there's something about like expressing fully, like when you're feeling something Mm -hmm. and I had never fully, 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 fully expressed grief that apparently I was holding on to. And with the vibration of my voice of crying it out and like just not being attached to any story at all helped me lift it all the way out. And as soon as it came all the way up and out, it was about 20 minutes of crying. As soon as it came all the way out right away, I started speaking light language, you know, or speaking in tongues, making all these sounds like uncontrollably it flooded in for hours on end. And I literally, and my body was like being thrown around in not a, not a, in a good way. And there were, there were parts of my body that were moving that I could tell that things were being shifted and released on a cellular, like muscular, like tissue level. And it was just the most wild life-changing experience I ever felt. And so my intention was I wanted to lift my grief so I could find my spark again. And that light language that came through was literally um, just a clear channel to source that was flooding in and uh, helping me find my spark again and and remind me who I am. That was one of the biggest experiences I've ever had. Mm, Okay. I have lots of questions. Lots of questions. (laughs) One is you're going off having this loud experience in the same yeah. room as everybody else having their own experience. Are they kind of like, come on now, quiet yeah. down here. I mean, I paid to be here and have my own yeah. experience. You're interrupted. Like, or is everybody in their own zone? Could you snap out of it? Do people I, realize you're yelling? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Normally I'm very quiet and I'm, I have my eyes closed and I don't have a peep come out of me the whole time. Cause I like to, you know, that's how I, I, I'm, I'm there to work and go in this experience. Um, people don't, people are crying and, and doing things at times, but this was particularly like loud. And, um, there were moments where I did feel like I was being too loud. And I, I, my ego was like, I, I asked the facilitator, I was I was saying, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I I'm not trying to hijack the energy here. I just literally, I can't like, I, I, it was just coming. Like I could not even control it. It was, there was my voice, but then there was also the stuff at the same time. And it was, um, 
out of, it was wild. So the other people at that um, experience, they were actually told me later on that a lot of them, they were, they were listening or they were in their own experience still. So later on, um, I come to find out that at certain points of the channeling and the crying, each of them had their own experience within that, that it sparked something or um, something came up for them and they felt that it was as if it because when you're in that space, everything just like, usually everything is kind of like in flow. If however, um, it was too much for other people, then the facilitator would have just brought me into a different room, you know, to, or, or whatever to, you know, accommodate, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're in that zone of whether it's ayahuasca or psilocybin, you're saying it's lasting that long, could you consciously step out of that? Or is it so consuming that you're in, you know, the experience and you can't pull yourself out? You're pretty much in the experience. Um, I'm sure there are some ways that people can pull themselves out or, um, yeah, I guess if you, <laughs> I don't think you'd want to eat anything, but I guess if you ate something that would ground you, you could probably mm -hmm. pull yourself out a little bit. Um, there's none of that though at traditional ayahuasca ceremonies, like you're in it, you're in it. Um, if you open your eyes, of course you are, um, coming into a different level of awareness. So it's definitely more intense with your eyes closed, but that's where you get the work done. Most of the work, you know, it comes from really going in and, and, you know, when your eyes are open, you are aware of your surroundings and, and you're, that you're here in, in the physical, when your eyes are closed, you just become all of it. And, you know, there's no distractions. Sure, sure. So you describe this as a light language or speaking in tongues. And we talked about this last time, which is mm -hmm. it's so interesting because um, if perhaps somebody has a similar Christian background as myself, there is something in the Christian tradition called speaking in tongues where it's a direct, they would uh, call it a, um, a spiritual language, a divine language, uh, you know, to connect directly with God. It mm -hmm. like circumvents the, the mind, you know, it's kind of a spiritual and I'm hearing you describe something similar uh, to that. Um, is that something that you have continued to speak in whenever you want to, whether you have the plant medicine or not, how has that impacted your, I don't know, day-to-day -day life? Yeah. So before that experience, it started opening up over last summer and, um, in, in other, uh, little journey spaces that I was in. Um, and so it started opening up a little bit where I noticed that I would feel people's energy and a sound would want to come out. Um, but it was definitely like that was the biggest activation opening from that. And so after that, yeah, it has come through more in my normal life if I uh, set the intention for it to do too. Um I have to be a willing participant and get out of my mind and into my heart because it is the it comes from the heart. And so, um, but singing and doing mantra work has really helped me. Um, I do this mantra work with my vocal transformation coach and it helps me um, really tap into that and be able to do it in everyday life. So yeah, I can do it. 
um, like when I have the intention to do so. Uh, it's it's um, a new gift that's been opening for me. So I just recently started kind of sharing a little bit of it um, online. And it's still something that's like very sacred to me that I'm exploring and expanding on and, and uh, understanding more and more because there's a lot of like that night in particular there, this was going on for hours. Now the light language or speaking in tongues, whatever you want to call it is it it's sound it's it's sound frequencies and uh, so it's not meant to be understood by the conscious the conscious mind your unconscious mind will understand it though and so it's packed with it's densely densely packed with information it's like beyond just a sentence so that night a lot of freaking information was downloaded <laughs> into me and to for the others in the room because it, it's for both the receiver of it and the people well, the receiver and the transmitter of it. Um, it's, it's the, the information is there. And so, um, so yeah, I'm still integrating a lot of uh, everything that's been coming through um, in other ways outside of just that. Do you know other people that have this light language as well in your yeah. own circle of friends? Um, in my circle of friends, I, yeah, there's a couple people who one of them has been doing it for a while. Another one, it just recently started opening up for her as well same time frame. Hmm. It's actually okay. opening up for a lot more people lately because so so see a lot of the things that came through that night I know in my mind like I can tell you in my normal like language <laughs> um still and so it's just like these knowings if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um a lot more people are being activated with their light language um, because we all can do it. It's, but a lot more people are being activated lately because of everything that's going on on the planet and actually sharing your light language or even doing it for yourself. It, it emits a frequency and a vibration and it, it like activates something in other people who resonate with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're making me think here. The main, um, Okay, so you talked about after you wake up, then the next day, you have this process of integration. What does that mean? Yeah. What does integration mean? Are you just physically and emotionally, mentally exhausted as well the next day? Mm, not, not really. It depends. Um, I usually feel amazing the next day. I might be a little tired depending on how late I stayed up. Um but the integration is the by far the most important part. And this is actually often the most, um, I don't, it's not, uh, a lot of people don't really understand how important the integration is. They think I have this big experience. My whole life is going to change. No, it's not unless you know how to integrate it back into your life and you have new practices or habits or ways of showing up in your life that support the new learnings and understandings and shifts that you've had. And having support in doing that is extremely important, especially if you're so used to doing things a certain way or you're so used to operating from your old stories or old trauma and now you have this new way and your body's catching up, it's important to have someone support you in that integration. So, um, the, I luckily have a huge soul family who is, um, they're all amazing coaches and healers and facilitators that they're like my life team, my integration team. Um, 
However, when, uh, when you go doing this experience, the next day you do integration and you basically share your learnings um, or like what came up in whatever way you want to. And then the person facilitating will help you ground that to bring that back into tangible actions uh, or awarenesses or new perspectives for you to bring back into your everyday life so that you can actually integrate that. Um, and some people will have like follow-up kind of connections, not all, like if you're going to the jungle in Peru, like there's no integration usually, you know? And so that's a, a really important, important piece of this. Mm. So for you the next day, if you don't mind sharing, cause you shared the experience, what was the integration then the next day after you had this, this latest experience? It was, I, I'm not like, it was really profound. I was like processing a lot. I was like mind blown actually, because there was crazy things that happened that night that confirmed that like, I mean, I already knew that there was, there was no controlling what was coming through me. I already knew that. Um, and on top of that, there were things that confirmed it. Like there was one point where I told the, everyone in the room, I asked if I could share what was, what was actually happening. And I told them, um, what is coming through is this blueprint of perfect health and healing for everyone here. And that's what these sounds and frequencies and stuff are. And right after I said that the facilitator turned to me and he was like, you're not going to believe this, but the song I just put on before you said that is called blueprint. <laughs> and then right after that, this, the speakers, they got, there was two different speakers on each side of the room, portable speakers that were not like, you know, whatever, there were two different speakers that they got muffled and there was this feedback, like when everything was happening, it was nuts. And then there was one word that I kept saying, um, Uva. <laughs> and um, one of the people there looked up what Uva meant and it means light. Yeah. So the next day I was still had all these things and I was like, my whole body was going through this. It wasn't just coming out of my mouth. I'm literally felt vibrations throughout my whole body. It was being like moved around, like sitting up, laying down. Like it literally was a full body thing. So that integration was more like, okay, um, how can I be in my heart more and allow this gift to unfold and expand as it's meant to um, and so it was more of about that of, okay. Oh, so the biggest and the biggest lesson also I realized during that integration was the power of full expression of everything that you feel or what you want to say or anything like who you are, because that full expression of the grief, even though it was uncomfortable, it was freaking blissful at the same time because I was, you know, allowing myself to actually express it. And so many people don't allow themselves to express undesirable emotions like sadness or grief, especially grief is like a really heavy one. And, um, you know, we push it down to protect ourselves or whatever. And so the lesson from that during the integration also was to really hold, hold space for myself to feel whatever I feel whenever it comes up in full expression without being attached to any story. Cause that's the key. 
if you get attached to some story, oh, I'm feeling this because this happened and this, and what about this? And you're crying because of the story, instead of just being with how you're feeling and not blaming it on any particular experience and just understanding this is just what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily matter why you're feeling it, but this is what is coming up. So holding space for that will allow you to bring more of your authentic expression from your heart through. That's what activated the light language more was allow allowing myself to fully feel it. And would it, it, what happened was it brought more of my light back into my body and, and opened my heart to be able to have the other stuff come through or otherwise like in, in normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you say would benefit most from this type of experience? Like I know in the beginning you said, if you feel like you're being called to it, if you feel like there's an intention, yeah. but who would you say is best wired for this? If you're someone who is really like showing up for the work and you're not afraid to do that and you are willing to surrender to the experience and actually integrate the transformation that happens and you're doing it from your heart and you are obsessed with growth and expansion and you're ready to let go of everything that doesn't any serve you anymore, then this is something that can really help you. But if you're someone who's like, you know, not going to fully show up for it or doing it from a ego place, or like I said, thinking like it's a quick fix, then it's probably not the right thing. Or if you're really scared and it just doesn't resonate you know, a lot of, you know, if you really have fear around it, then I wouldn't say to do it because, you know, we don't want to bring that into the experience. With that said, it's common to be nervous, you know, or whatever during, before your first experience. Sure. Stephanie, I really appreciate you sharing this because I know a lot of people, because it is really sacred and I really appreciate you, you know, diving in with my ignorant questions uh, and just, you know, sharing your experience. I really appreciate it because I know a lot of our listeners, this will be a first time hearing something like this. Mm. And I've had a couple of people in my life that have been experiencing these plant medicine journeys. And so it's definitely caused me to be intrigued by it and something that kind of fast forwards growth and allows for transformation at a level that therapy or personal development oh, yeah. could not do. I did a lot of therapy before this. Um, and all of these things have really helped me, like everything that I've done, but like the, the, this type of work is like years of therapy and like one journey. Amazing. And also you live a more aligned, compassionate, heart centered, um, fulfilling life because you're in your heart more than those old stories. Hmm. All right. Tell us about spiritual boss, babe, because we've been talking all about plant medicine, but I just want for just a moment for people to be exposed to what you do and particularly how you could help them. Yeah. So I started spiritual boss, babe, back in 2016, and it turned into a wildly booming community for spiritual entrepreneurial women who want to create a life and a business that sets their soul on fire. So um, I help people really transcend those old paradigms 
and make quantum leaps and manifest more abundance through mastering their subconscious mind, their energy, and taking aligned action in the direction of where they want to go. And so I do this through a lot of different modalities and teachings and understandings um, that are really powerful, essentially to help you remember who the F you are <laughs> so that you can be, do, and have everything that you desire in life. Um, and it's been so fulfilling and amazing. And I am actually gearing up to, to launch my certification program as well that, um, so that I can help people with these modalities, these particular modalities that I teach like hypnosis and such to facilitate more powerful transformation for themselves and for their clients. Mm-hmm. Spiritualbossbabe.com. So yes. if you are interested in your own spiritual journey, your own breakthroughs, you can connect with uh, Stephanie. But also, if you're looking to be certified at, to grow your own business, that's a huge part of what I hear you taking the next step. And you have a podcast, which um, has the best intro music <laughs> and intro of any podcast. Oh, my God. Thank you. Anywhere. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> amazing. So. Stephanie, thanks for taking time to just share your journey. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, Take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity. Mm -hmm.